Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings your Garage Logic podcast number 847, May 10th, 2022. 90 degrees on this day in 1987 and 28 degrees in 1907. These very interesting records in my ongoing fight to battle climate hysteria are brought to you by Aquaside Products. Aquaside Products are made in White Bear Lake by a White Bear company. They keep your beach in a swimming area free of weeds and algae, and they've been doing this for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products to take care of everything. Aquaside products are easy to use. They work quickly, and they're registered with both the EPA and DNR, and their products are completely safe for you, the family, and your fish, so there's no we- uh, no needs no needs to let weeds <laughs> overtake your lake or pond this summer. See how I rescued myself yep. here? Call Aquaside today. They'll identify the problem as you describe it to them, and then they'll make sure your place looks great all summer long. You can call them at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media. John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. There'll be no Byron Buxton update today, okay? which will please Bert no end. Uh, I have a request. I need a heads up before you play the Buxton update sounder. I don't know who the voice is, but I think my dog had a seizure when you played it today. Thanks for your consideration. I love it. I That'd love be a it. Listener Sean. Uh-huh. Listener Sean is the one who's Sean is I think from now on he should do all of our updates. I love it. <laughs> and here's the official from our superiors, the official announcement on the garage door opener. Oh. The contest winner. Yep. We hit 70 in the 2 p.m. hour on Friday. Brian Halverson was one of 175 people to guess between 2 and 3 p.m. He was the winner, and they did it with a random draw of all those people. So there you have it. Uh, He won the, uh, it's called a Traeger Grill, courtesy uh, of Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Center. Does he know how to unlock the full potential of the Traeger? Well, I hope so. Is he? Um, they have, I know, because the only reason I know this is Mike told me, they have an online tutorial that you can go. I don't know if it's on a YouTube page or whatever, but he showed me a part of it. It's kind of cool how yeah, they walk I'm, you through using it. Yeah. Does it talk to you? Tell you, no, dummy, don't, don't flip. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Stop doing that. That's or as uh, as uh, Rook always says, you're doing it wrong. Right. <laughs> you guys, listen to this. You ought, you ought to mention this to Schoonover. <clears throat> this is from Motor Trend. A couple of years ago, the owner of a stick shift Jeep handed the keys over to a Jeep dealership for rot- routine oil change. Unbeknownst to them, a teenage dealer employee who reportedly was not licensed to drive and did not know how to operate a stick shift Uh attempted to move the owner's Jeep when it lurched forward with enough force to kill a nearby service technician. But because of the way the law works with regard to the legal liability of vehicle owners, the family of the service tech isn't suing the dealership. They're suing the owner of the Jeep. You're kidding me. What? The incident that preceded the suit, as reported on 
by Fox 2 happened back in March 2020 when an untrained and unlicensed 19-year-old struck and killed 42-year-old Jeffrey Hawkins while behind the wheel of a customer's Jeep in the service bay of the Rochester Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge dealership in Michigan. The victim's family is uh, represented by attorney David Femininio, who interviewed who was interviewed by Fox 2 and clarified the family cannot sue the dealership because of how the law treats vehicle owner liability. It might not make much sense at first that the owner, doing what thousands of owners do every day at dealer service departments, could possibly be responsible for the dealership's unqualified employee's action, but it's how the law works. The dealership can't be sued for the actions of an employee when either are acting negligently, as odd as it sounds. Whether the dealer is negligent for letting the employee, who couldn't drive a stick shift and didn't hold a valid driver's license, get behind the wheel of the Jeep, or the employee is negligent for doing that, even though they should have known not to, is legally irrelevant. The remedy in this case is to seek workers' comp, which the family of the victim did. The second factor here is a legal precedent known as vicarious liability. Anything a driver does with an owner's vehicle, even if the owner doesn't know the driver personally or didn't know that they'd be the one driving the vehicle, is still, it's still the owner's responsibility. In this case, the Jeep owner gave permission to the dealership to drive the vehicle, and the dealership gave the keys to the unqualified employee, but the Jeep owner is still legally liable for whatever happens involving that vehicle. When an employee kills a person in, in the vehicle, the Jeep owner is legally liable, even if the dealership and its staff acted negligently. The family is seeking $15 million uh, in compensation in this case. So what can the Jeep owner do? While the vehicle owner bears the legal responsibility for what happens with the vehicle, the dealer may end up ultimately footing the bill, and here's how. The owner can and is suing the dealership for indemnity. That is to say, the dealer would be responsible for paying the cost of the lawsuit and resulting damages, but now the Jeep owner has to prove that in court. If the owner's indemnity claim fails, they'll likely be on the hook for everything. The dealership is currently fighting the Jeep owner's indemnity claim. The damages include the benefits that workers' comp had already paid out to the technician's family for the missed wages and medical benefits based on his dependents, as well as how much he made at the time of his death, a lien on the outcome of the various legal procedures, I'm sorry, proceedings means that workers' comp will still seek to be repaid the hundred grand from either the dealership or the owner after the court makes its decision. Um, I wonder if that's true here. Could somebody I, find that out? To everything you just said and read, uh, my reaction is no, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to live in that world. Who can we blame for that? Is well, that one of these old deals where you go, that ah, lawyers have ruined everything? No, that must be, uh, is it a law peculiar to Michigan, I wonder? Uh, I don't know. but John, that, do a quick search. What happens in Minnesota if you bring your car in for service and your car is involved in a, a killing someone so, else? What I was thinking, what you've been saying all along, well, if somebody steals my car, they're not going to get far because it's a stick shift. Right. Well, what if they do steal your car and they figure out how to drive it or get away and then they get killed or they kill somebody? So that means you're on the you're on the hook for that? I bet I would be. Because um, but they stole it from you. Well, and your story said because you give them permission. 
the car shop. Ah, so right. you don't give permission to somebody who steals key, it. Key phrase. Um, I'm currently going through the Minnesota statutes one six nine point zero nine, and um, she's a bit lengthy. So well, this might read. take a, this might take some time here. Blair, are you what ki- if are look- you kidding me? In this woke culture that we live in in the Twin Cities, if my car got stolen and killed uh, somebody, you think I wouldn't be gone after? Hell, yes, I would be. Look this up, Reavers. Drop everything you're doing. What if a guy sells a Boxster to a young man, and uh, the young man, uh, that thing throws a rod or a bearing or something and destroys that engine the first 15 minutes he owns it? Who's who's liable there? That's very unfortunate. Uh, is, uh, is it the previous owner, or is it the previous owner's really stupid friend who fired that thing up in the dead of winter and wrapped and, her up? And don't, and don't think that wasn't related to that. I'm serious. Don't think that wasn't related to that. I, it's your fault. I don't doubt for a second. I, I, as a matter of fact, I think most bad things that happen to you in your private life are my fault. Yep. Well, this is... Certainly off topic, but we are garage logic people. Well, yeah, that doesn't happen at GL. <laughs> well, I would uh, hope. I would hope. All right, I think I found something that might relate. No, I have here. a word of caution oh. for listeners. I figured out. I had a used Porsche Boxster. It was a 2005. God, it was a sexy little car. It too. was perfect in all respects. It was a Porsche, and I even peripherally knew the <laughs> owner of the car who used to work with one of my brothers, and I called my brother and said, is this guy on the up? And, oh, yeah, you can take every word. He says, so I bought it, and it was wonderful. I drove it for a year, no problems. But there's a, this is a cautionary tale. There's a, it's either folklore or real, but there's something called an IMS bearing. You know, Porsche Boxster. It's called not folklore. That's real, Joe. It's real. No, I know the bearing's real. Intermediate shaft bearing. Yeah. And the word in the Porsche Boxster community Mm -hmm. is, has that been changed? There was a period where apparently Porsche was, however, allegedly uh, producing those cars with bearings that tended to fail. Uh, and they failed because they they constantly need to be bathed in oil. Well, I put the whole I put the whole puzzle together. The guy I bought it from didn't lie to me. Didn't do anything wrong. But the car had such low mileage on it. When I traced the ownership back, uh, just for the hell of it, it wasn't used for long periods of time. Thus, that bearing was dry. And then it would get fired up and bathe in oil again, but the dryness corrupted it to the point where then I finally sell it. Mm. Uh, uh, I sell it, and the unfortunate uh, uh, Jonah, uh, he happened to be the owner when that bearing finally failed. And when it fails, you've, you've lost the entire engine and transmission. So a word of caution is if you're going to buy a used Porsche Boxer, and I wouldn't buy another one if I won the lottery, because I think Porsche have had a recall on those things. If you're going to buy one, you got to find out, was the IMS bearing replaced? It's so interesting. I've heard stories like that over the years, um, That not the same bearing, but the same sort of situation scenario with both snowmobiles and motorcycles, where there's some mysterious failure that happens to a certain percentage, and it turns out everybody that owns those things freaks out, and they end up spending money. Meanwhile, the company won't do a recall. No. 
You, so, can, you can find a boxer with 100,000 miles on it that's never had that bearing replaced, and my, my suspicion would be because it's constantly bathed in oil. Daily drivers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I think I have your answer. So don't buy a low-mileage car when you think you're getting a great deal unless you research that. Yes. Uh, under subdivision 14 involving penalties. I'm okay. already out. Bear with me here. <laughs> If the collision results in substantial bodily harm to another as defined in section 609.02 subdivision 7A, the driver may be sentenced to imprisonment for not more than one year or to payment of a fine of not more than $3,000 or both. Okay. Uh, So it doesn't look like it says the driver, not the owner. But who would want to do that to the driver? You know, the, the kid didn't intentionally do this. Right. He doesn't deserve jail time. But those cars are carjack proof. Yeah. Because the kids can't drive them. Do you know the price of uh, used Jeeps, the old AMCs? I don't. CJ7s, CJ5s, Wagoneers. You can buy a new Jeep for less than a used Wagoneer right now. Well, all wow. prices are going. Do you realize we just hit the highest gas price ever? Sure did, yeah. Joe. Yeah. One really quick thing, though, on the Michigan story. What? Doesn't the fact that this kid is unlicensed also add to the... I don't know. ...to the case against him? I don't know. I mean, he legally can't be behind the wheel. Cost me over 100 to fill up Friday night. The national average price for regular gas climbed more than $0.04 cents Tuesday. That's today. Uh, to $4.37 a gallon, according to AAA. That takes out the prior record of $4.33 a gallon set on March 11. The prices are up 17 cents in the past week alone. This adds to inflationary pressures that have raised recession fears, rocked financial markets, and soured America's views on the economy. The national average dipped to as low as $4.07 a gallon in April after the record-setting release of oil from emergency reserves, which lasted about 20 minutes. But an industry analyst predicted at the time that relief proved to be short-lived and minor. Pump prices are up 25% since since Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Uh, But uh, real gas prices adjusted for inflation would need to climb above $5.30 a gallon to break the record set in 2008. Man alive. We just... Okay... Which we were once the greatest country in the world. We don't have enough baby formula. Yep. Some stores are limiting the amount of baby formula people can purchase to combat the effects of shortages caused by supply chain issues, recalls, and other factors. We can't afford gas. Food prices are going through the roof. And new mothers can't get baby formula. How can this be the United States? When's the last time you were inside a grocery store? It's been a while. Um, it's not just baby formula. It's old oh, no, mother. I, no, I was in a store on uh, Easter Sunday. Old Mother Hubbard's cupboard is bare. Uh, the store I was in, a neighborhood-type store, was the shelves were full. Okay. I've been to several in the last couple of weeks, and you know, you're looking for this, that, and the other. They might have it, but they aren't going to have as much as they would like to have on their shelves of it, whatever that product might be. And it, a lot of it has to do with fuel prices. 
Well, and now Zelensky's warning of a worldwide food shortage mm-hmm. if they can't get that grain out of Odessa, which the Russians are currently sending missile strikes to. Yeah. And here we are just sitting This there. baby food thing is one of those verifies on Carol Evan. Mm. Uh, a Verify viewer wrote to ask whether there is a national shortage of baby formula after reading a viral social media post that claims there are currently limits on the number of formula products that people can purchase in empty shelves at stores like Walmart. The post has been shared 150,000 times on Facebook, and the answer is yes. There is a shortage of some baby formula products in the U.S. right now due to recall, supply chain issues, and other factors. What the hell? What are you going to do if you can't get it? I don't know the uh, I don't know the biology in play here. I mean, you just can't give a kid a glass of water, can no, you? No, you really can't do that. No, in fact, I had this in my news with physicians telling you what to do oh, if you have this problem. Uh, it's a challenging problem, the doctors said, and they said uh, because the main ones, the uh, Similac is one of the ones that had to recall a bunch, and that's one of the main ones. So they said find another one that's close yeah. to Similac, but don't try and change the formula, for lack of a better word, too much. Try to stay as close as you can. They said you can find the other ones on the shelf, but you might not be able to find the one you've been using. Don't change it too much, and whatever you do, do not dilute it. Don't, uh, yeah, do are not some do that. women not yeah. capable of breastfeeding, or is it always just merely a choice? No, it's not always merely a choice. I, there are cases where I know, with my two kids anyway, the oldest one was able to breastfeed, the youngest one was not. Well, he didn't like it? I don't, it, Yeah, I'm not sure. What, he wouldn't latch up? It wasn't his think, cup of tea? I think so. Yeah. Well, not tea, but yeah. Yeah, it wasn't his cup of milk. I just gave him Coors Light and said, go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're in a fine pickle. You know, the GL, I'm sensing, I have to be careful. I'm sensing that many of the GLers are... Uh, well, wait a minute, I should, I should finish because we're going to get I'm a sorry. ton of email. Yeah. Well, it, it, but in some cases, it is the, the mother's ability to produce enough. Yeah. So, Hence, wet nurses. Correct. Yeah. Anyway. Sometimes continue. you still see a six-year-old hanging on there. Which, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but it's a fantastic. What? Wet, wet, wet Nurse Never one, heard of it. 1 through 12. Kenny, shut the hell up. 1 through 12. He's seen all of them. Isolate that, Chris. Isolate Joe saying, Kenny, shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. Yeah, that's a beautiful drop-in. you got to save that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was perfect, Such. You're a pro. Yes, I am. Should we analyze, where, where are we on Walls giving away $500 million to heroes? Yeah, well. I mean, we're, we're not in the business of ripping somebody who bravely worked through the pandemic, but uh, do, do you realize uh, the state has identified... 15 categories of workers who are eligible for checks. That Just a minute, I had to circle something because that's not the most amazing thing I saw in this. Uh, well, I'll find it. This is amazing to me. Uh, the state has identified 15 categories of workers who are eligible for checks. The industries included are long-term care and home care, health care, Emergency responders, public health, social service, and regulatory service, courts and corrections, child care, public education, 
food services, uh, retail, temporary shelters and hotels, building services, public transit, ground and air transportation services, manufacturing, and vocational rehabilitation. And, and so you to qualify, they, it has all the rules today in the paper how to do it. There are also income limits. If you work directly with COVID patients, the annual cap is three hundred and fifty grand if filing taxes jointly with your spouse, and one hundred and seventy-five grand if filing individually. Uh, if you did not care for COVID patients, those limits are one hundred and eighty-five grand for married taxpayers and eighty-five grand for individuals. I, I take it that that means that doctors are eligible. Sure, you know to get the to get the dough. Nur- nurses. A total of $500 million is available for an estimated 667,000 frontline workers. That's about 750 bucks for each eligible worker. Although the number could change depending how many people apply, fewer applicants will mean bigger checks, but they'll never have a check bigger than 1500 bucks hmm. per worker. Wow, that's really odd of the timing of that four months ahead of an election. Hmm. And listen to this. Uh, and wait till you hear when it's coming out, this check. Hmm. A one-time, fi- uh, where's the money coming from? I thought it was from the stimulus. Or not it's stimulus. a one-time fi- $500 million appropriation from the state's general fund. It will require another $11.7 million to cover the administrative costs of sure. distributing the checks. <laughs> sure. Wow. 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 I'm going to need all that got to be kidding me nope 12 million bucks is required to administer the checks what when can i expect a check (laughs) well officials estimate the checks will start going out in late summer or early fall right near when you get to that old election time that's so odd that the time (laughs) isn't that something Maybe when you hand your four ballots in, they'll hand you a check. Oh, yeah, maybe $500 per ballot turned in, Kenny. Good call. Did you call. see where 100 stolen ballots were found in Los Angeles yesterday? No, that's has that been fact-checked? Fake news. Oh, fake Disinformation. Come on. Fake news. You right-wing Gosh. nut job. You guys are pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> we're baiting you. Come on. I'm having sneezing attacks. I can't argue. I know. It's been fun watching you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> No matter what happens in the final two weeks of the legislative session, Minnesota's frontline workers will get bonus checks under a $500 million deal Wall signed into law last month. Uh, I've got to ask you, are you for or again the whole thing? Well, you know. I'll just say it if you're afraid of it. I, I don't like this at all. Nope. That's your job. I'm sorry. But that's what you do. This I'm discussion sorry. was had in my home. Yeah, and, and I and know I could be no, 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 no. getting I, an ass kicking from your wife. Not at all. In fact, because she even said, well, why are they doing this now? Why didn't this happen a year ago? You know, and again, I, I told this to Joe earlier. My wife is a fit, very healthy person, and she was really worried, you know, because there was so much uncertainty at the beginning. But after a month or two, she felt fine. Yeah. And I can't speak for all nurse and I'm not and I'm not trying to speak for all frontline workers and all nurses, but and some might very well need this five hundred dollars because you know times are tough right now. I I completely get all that. But let's not kid ourselves. This is Walls buying votes. I'm sorry. Here's how I would answer your question, Kenny. 
I would create, if I was the governor in the legislature, legislature, I would create a more meaningful long-term tax structure that would benefit a nurse or a teacher or a first responder that would play out over time. Yes. This is a one-time payment that will disappear the first time they go to the grocery store. Why How about hell, lower taxes? What, why don't you run for office? I like that idea. Well, you... And you could even you could even still uh, attempt to buy the votes if you want by saying to all of you frontline workers who were you so, get a tax exemption so uh, brave during the uh, pandemic and we thank you. I think in response to that, we're going to uh, really take a hard look at reforming the tax consequences of living in the state of Minnesota and make those tax uh, uh, statements far more affordable to you for the rest of your life. That's not a bad idea on the surface. Well, this I, is BS. Mm-hmm. This is BS. I, I, I realize that uh, $500 can mean a lot to a, uh, to a family, but it won't for more than 48 hours. Mm-hmm. It, might get, it might help you for one week with yeah. gas and groceries. Pay yes. off one bill. Lower my damn taxes over life. That would be more meaningful. This is just pandering. Okay. Well, be meaningful on a national level. Yeah, I want it nationally, everything, yeah. It's never going to happen, of course, because, well, you're don't, but Don't throw your papers away yet, jo- jo- Joe. I haven't thrown anything away. I saw you move them to the... <laughs> well, I moved them to the throwaway stage, but I got it the back. The dumb stack. Yeah. <laughs> what do you feel about, okay, we have to deal with what he's doing anyway, right? Mm-hmm. What about other frontline workers, in specific supply chain workers, who still had to go to work every single day and i'm not talking just the truck drivers i'm talking the people that are working at the distribution center the people that couldn't work from home they're checking the semis in they're loading them up they're sending them out go ahead john they're they're all part of that they're covered even even retail is part of that the list that joe producers yeah you'd be covered the state has identified (laughs) 15 categories of workers who are eligible the industries included are long-term care and home care health care emergency responders, public health, social service and regulatory service, courts and corrections, child care, public education, food service, retail, temporary shelters and hotels, building services, public transit, ground and air transportation services, and this is where I think Kenny's question is answered, manufacturing and vocational rehabilitation. So the truckers are covered under... Uh, ground and air transportation services. The people on the, that had to work the loading dock are probably covered under manufacturing. Yeah, grocery store, retail. Yep. Our cops and uh, EMTs, paramedics. I heard that's that all one. first responders. Yep, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Sounds to me like pilots would be eligible. All ground and air transportation services. So the people driving the baggage carts at the airport. The, the workers in the stores at the airport. Mm-hmm. Rookie's friend at the airport. Rookie's friend at the airport. <laughs> uh, I don't know what voc- why vocational rehabilitation would be eligible. I guess I don't know what that means. I guess you maybe lost a job during the pandemic and you're retraining for something else. Oh, sure. That could be what that is. But I, I, don't, I don't like it, Kenny, on a gut level. Of course I don't like it. Uh, this is a terribly expensive state to live in, and great reforms are needed, which is why, by the way, 
I'm so enamored with the Center of the American Experiment being on board with us. This is, this is right in their wheelhouse, trying to make this state more sane and livable, and principally by reducing tax rates. And uh, they have a great website. They have a great magazine. They schedule events, bring in speakers. Uh, it's AmericanExperiment.org. You should put that on your daily reading list. And they are terribly concerned about the tax rates in Minnesota. And I think, I think I'm probably borrowing some of their ideology when I say, why not a better long-term solution than a one-time payment, which is unfortunately just not going to last you long enough to make a big dent in your life. But long-time tax reformation would go a long way to improving your life. And that's the kind of issue that the Center of the American Experiment deals with. They've been with us for more than 30 years. We're lucky to have them. You find out all you need to know at AmericanExperiment.org. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here once again for my good friends at Hofferman Water. They are an independent water treatment dealer. They offer sales, service, and rental for Connecticut water treatment systems, including water softeners, iron, rust, and odor filtration systems, and, of course, drinking water systems. I have been a proud customer of Connecticut for a couple of years now in two different homes, and I'm here to tell you that a new system from Connecticut can do so many things that other water softeners simply cannot. A Connecticut system from Hofferman can cut down on salt usage. It's going to protect your appliances. And I'm not kidding when I say that bad water is going to affect every single aspect of your home. Here's the deal. Your laundry is going to become better. Your showers are so much better. And not to mention the improvement in your drinking water. My Connecticut system that I had installed, it's made an amazing difference in the quality of my water. Please get in touch with my friends at Hofferman Water today. Call 952-894-4040. That's 952-894-4040. Or just visit them online at HoffermanWater.com. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Have you ever noticed uh, your neighbors, your some of your coworkers, maybe even some of your very own family, they're always out playing with the toys, the motorized toys, stretching the cables, redlining, having fun while you mope around. It's no surprise, motorized recreation. It's at an all-time high right now. Uh, why? Well, simple. It's fun. Uh, you can learn what all the excitement is about by calling your new friends, your new best friends, the experts at Moon Motorsports. They have the widest selection of bikes and ATVs, side-by-sides and snowmobiles in our area, and the most experienced service and parts experts, too. They can get you that part. Get. I said it. G-I-T. Get. Uh, I-, I sure hope you had a chance to bounce over to Monticello last Friday and Saturday for that Big Moon Motorsports open house and tent sale. Uh, there you would have seen some of the brands they have, Honda, Polaris, Can-Am, BMW, uh, Triumph, Ducati, KTM, Husqvarna, Yamaha, Skidoo, and even better, if you so desired, you could have taken one out for a demo ride. You can see them all, moonmotorsports.com, new and used, but I'm telling you, the showroom is fantastic. So many brands, so many options. Uh, plan on stopping in sometime soon. Moon Motorsports there, right there on the south side of 94, just west of 25 in Monticello. You see them when you go and buy in 94. Uh, exit exit the freeway sometime. Stop in. Over 50 years strong as a family-owned and operated multi-line power sports dealer right in Monticello and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Uh, late last week, 
you'll recall that we uh, John had a news item about the uh, citizens of Nantucket have voted to uh, allow toplessness on all their beaches. Oh, yeah. Sure, you recall sure. that? And we got yeah. the email from a guy who was on a train in Germany, and he burst out when he was listening to it. He lost his beer because Kenny said, yeah, I've seen the Germans. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Rick from Stillwater has a very interesting take on that. GLers are thinkers. Last week, I think it was Thursday, the guitar-playing newsman had an item from Nantucket where the residents had just voted to make all their beaches top-optional. The mayor of our little town of Garage Logic remarked that, given everything going on in the world, maybe gender equality on the beach isn't what folks should be worrying about. Okay, fair enough. It wasn't a major topic of discussion, but I have a little different take on this. How many stories have we heard over the past 10 years about a city council passing a resolution or initiative to save the planet from climate catastrophe? I'm talking to you, Edina. Or perhaps a large coffee chain announcing they want to initiate conversations on race instead of just serving a good cup of coffee. That's why, that's why we have the Krabby Coffee Shop. Or perhaps an institution of higher learning publicly stating that their mission is to create activists instead of citizens who can read and write. Normally on GL, the actions taken by such precious busybodies are mocked and ridiculed, rightly so. When an institution, whether from the corporate world or academia or government, sets aside its intended purpose and instead adopts the idea that it must be engaged on every social issue, it loses credibility and legitimacy. You have often commented on the potholes in St. Paul. Just fix the damn streets, you say. Stop spending tax dollars on an ever-increasing number of commissioners. In other words, do your job. Therefore, Mayor, while I'm 100% on board for mocking Nantucket, perhaps we ought to be happy that the residents of that island are concerning themselves with their own affairs. Perhaps mm. a GLer ought to be grateful that they are staying in their own lane, so to speak, if only so many others would do the same. As I said, this wasn't the main topic of the podcast, but we in GL often chastise those who get too big for their britches. Perhaps in this case of Nantucket, we should be grateful that they have, at least for now, kept their britches on. But boom boom boom. That's a great point. Yeah, great thought. <laughs> and he's right. City councils always are passing uh, climate initiatives that fix the street. Yeah, but that's not what's important, Joe. I understand. As you'll learn, too, later on with Mr. Money Talk, uh, climate was a much more important than cybersecurity, really? according to one uh, elected official. Really? Yeah. One question about Nantucket. Um, is it okay if I leave my top on? Yes. Okay. We, in fact, <laughs> please you, do. You, you would be requested to. I'm going to wear that bathing suit that uh, Kenny the Sodbuster J wore in the ring, that, <laughs> that one-piece thing. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Barry writes, talk about an inconvenient truth. Not only do climate change believers hate science, but the weather must be well as well. Home values in mountain towns like Vail and Aspen are some of the highest in the nation, and those values are at risk. By 2050, home values near ski resorts could drop by at least 15% due to warmer winters, CNBC warned during what turned out to be the fifth coldest winter in Colorado's history. Don't you just love it when these things happen, Barry? Yes, I do. You'll well, it was fun. like the uh, what was the news clip we played the one time of the the person on the on the the sand is everywhere and then they pan and there's a guy kicking sand in right. the air. Right. Or, that was a good one. Or the woman in a canoe. Remember, she, 
Oh, yeah. She was in a canoe and two reporting on a flood. The massive flooding. And, and two guys walk behind her. The water isn't even up to their ankles. Like, what, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Get out of that thing. Oh, God. Uh, Barrington, Rhode Island public schools are among the best in the state. Many parents move to the district and tolerate the higher taxes because of the academic rigor that sets their children up for attending. Ivy League schools are receiving academic merit scholarships. However, all of that academic appeal is being chipped away after the district bought into the so-called equity and inclusion agenda. Sure. D-leveling. It's now called D-leveling. Or a system of universal learning was first implemented in Barrington on the most vulnerable students, the students with learning disabilities and individualized education programs. In Feb 2020, in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, the school removed some conceptual classes. On the whole, parents of children in those classes were reluctant to speak out because they ran the risk of outing their child as having a disability or needing special accommodation. Uh, a mom whose daughter has an individual education program and attended the removed conceptual classes said the de-leveling has caused your daughter's grades to decline. The mother requested anonymity. Uh, I don't think I would ever be a fan of de-leveling, but the timing is what makes it very suspicious to me. So it just felt like it was an easy way for them to get their agenda through without pushback because people were so busy dealing with other stuff, she said. Mm. Uh the mom continued, it took away any kind of individuality or personalized education plan for kids. It's you're just going to be some homogenized, like education factory where they raise everybody the same. In other words, they're doing away with the uh, honors classes. Rage broke loose among parents of all political stripes after the honors students were targeted. Good. The school announced that the days of honors English and social studies were gone. Parents protested, arguing that the move deprived their children of a competitive edge and effect, and in effect, future opportunities such as merit scholarships. During a March 30 meeting, over a dozen parents and students uh, scolded the school board. Well, you need more than a dozen. A parent who identified himself as a dentist uh, with immigrant parents from Mexico said, you guys are doing this for someone like me. My parents didn't speak English. Nobody asked me. Like, I'm the person that you're supposed to be trying to help. So you guys have your own idea of what diversity, equity, and inclusion means, and mm -hmm. it doesn't take into account the actual person that has been through some of the worst public schools in Chicago, lives in neighborhoods where people are shooting each other, drug dealers and gang members. That's where I grew up until I was 12. So how come no one is asking me? I have a lot to share. He's making the speech we've asked for in Garage yeah, Logic. Yeah. <clears throat> Quit doing us a favor. Yeah. He continued, if you guys really believe in equity, then pick an, uh, pick an average or below average dentist and see what you get. But you guys get the ratings and you pick the best that is available. And you know what? For some fields, that's what you need. You need the best. And I'm here to speak about that. It's embarrassing that you guys have done this. Well, here, here, fellow. Another Barrington father said, Barrington administrators hired consultants to justify this, and yet no one thought about the impact this would have on kids applying for financial aid or college admissions. Not one top school in our state or Massachusetts has gotten rid of honors. Not one. And our consultant that you hired is all proud that we were going to be the first one. I'm not sure that's something we want to be proud of. Uh, Kate Novak. 
A consultant who worked with Barrington to adjust their system believes deleveling allows for the dismantlement of ableist structures. Huh? <laughs> huh? Yeah. She was one of the first participation trophy kids, wasn't she, yeah. 20 years ago? This is what we get now. Too many individuals in schools support oppressive and ableist structures where access to advanced coursework is a privilege for st- the students have to, have to earn. Yeah? What's, what's your point? You're supposed to earn it. Novak said in an explainer post about deleveling, all students deserve opportunities to access uh, to access uh, grade level instruction and become expert learners. And this is not possible when we continue to track students in different paths based on antiquated models of school success. That's just a, you're just a, conf, uh, a consultant making a living by being an idiot and <laughs> making kids less than. It, it's just, it's a shame. With the, the academy has so failed. It's just so failed. I, I, I keep hearing Kamala in my head. Uh, speaking to the uh what was she speaking about space imagine if you didn't have to work hard and you didn't have to study no we wouldn't i think everyone here recognizes it's unfair how extraordinary space is yes no whether okay we we wouldn't have gone to the moon we wouldn't have achieved greatness the united states wouldn't have been stay home and let us take care of you just imagine. Yeah, yeah. John and I talked to uh, a Dill today. We taped a Krabby coffee shop. Dill, the reason he's succeeding in life is because he has worked his ass off to get where he is, and he continues to work his ass off every day, hoping to achieve more. Imagine well, you're if, talking about his music work in his, L.A. Right, his now. music business. Yeah. He's he's been he's been after this goal since he was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Now imagine if Kenny, imagine. who who didn't <laughs> practice every day and who didn't go to band practice right. and didn't show up. Imagine if he was writing your hits. Imagine how awful music would be. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's just they're turning America into an S show. Okay, it's worse than that. You're on the right stream, but it's worse than that. If this continues, this push for equity, which really means we are going to arbitrarily and whimsically make each kid the same, each kid's going to have the same grade, and if we have to dumb everything down to do that, we will, are we going to face a future with unqualified doctors? Oh, absolutely. Are we going to face a future of, uh, we already have unqualified lawyers. Are we going to face a future of, you know, astronauts who are going to get lost in space because they don't have any sense of. (laughs) It's going to go all the way down the chain. We can't fix your car. You're going to have to go buy a new Uh, one. It's just got a flat tire. You're going to have to go buy uh, a new car. Gentlemen, you just had a story of a auto repair technician that didn't have a driver's license. (laughs) That's true. It couldn't drive a stick. I mean, it's it's already here. I I, I was at a. I'll, What's I, going to save us from this? What's going to save us from you going to the cardiologist thirty years from now and the guy says I have no idea what's wrong with it. What's you. this thing do? Yeah. What What's going to save us? I don't want to mention the store. I went in and paid cash, which I rarely do, for some things, and it took forever for this person to make change. Oh. That's hopeless. Any any place you go now, they cannot make change in their hands. Really? Joe, this is why I've given up. This is why (laughs) last week we talked, the the country's gone to hell and there's nothing we can do. If we even try to push back 
We get shouted down. We get censored. I don't feel we're being we, shot down. We can't even have discussions. There's no give and take anymore. If you're on the conservative side of the aisle, you are a racist and a hater, and you're wrong, and your ideas don't matter. That's where we're at. We have no voice left. You know why that Michael Knowles was really disinvited at St. Thomas? No. He's just too Catholic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I saw your tweet. Yeah. He's too Catholic. <laughs> That's one of the most absurd stories of the year. It really is. It's just beyond the pale. And Matthew brought up one of his daughters who said, uh, and he said something along the lines of, she probably has no idea. And that doesn't shock me. No. Yeah. It's not even up for discussion. It just gets cut off before you can even... Oh, my God. After we did that as a focal point of the show yesterday, have you heard of any other people from St. Thomas? Donors, supporters, boosters? No, I, don't I have not. No, I have not. Okay. I was just curious if you had. Well, I guarantee you I know how they all feel. They, they feel just, the same way I do. Will they just stay silent and say, well, I you're mean, not getting I, another check from me? I don't know me. why they would have a need to reach out to me. Maybe they're contacting the school. I know The guy whose text I read you yesterday, he contacted the school. Graduate well, of school in 87. Does these type of things, do they have anything to do with the stories we see occasionally uh, cropping up about how enrollment is down at colleges and how colleges, like especially the U of M, are doing everything they can to get students back in, into college? Is that one of the after effects? I think so, Kenny. Well, we never talked about it on the show. I think Joe and I discussed it off the air, but this was, what, a month or so ago, maybe six weeks ago? The lead story on the Sunday Star Tribune was about how St. Cloud's enrollment is plummeting. Yeah, and you're seeing that all over the country and right here in Minnesota. Generations of us, and it goes back as far as me, of course, we bought hook, line, and sinker, the idea that you need to go to college. I mean, this isn't a new idea. It was around when I went to college. Uh, they had college back then? But I would recommend uh, kids really think long and hard about it. Uh, the, the academies are almost uniformly failed. You're going to pay an extraordinary amount of money, and you might have just as much interest in your life going to a vocational school or a trade school. And I think, Kenny, more so than what's going on with the woke uh, framework of college, I think it's the cost and it not really... Now that now that people are paying kids at nineteen years old twenty twenty five bucks an hour, they're saying, "Well, why would I go waste sixty grand a year?" Well, here's, okay. what, here's what vast prosperity has done. I was I was told this by a, a, a informed uh, administrator at St. Thomas years ago. Uh, why is tuition so high? Well, because every kid that comes here, mostly every kid that comes here, expects. A flat screen TV in the room. They expect refrigerators. They expect twenty uh, four hour day services. They expect instantaneous Wi Fi. They expect this and that and the other thing, and that keeps driving the price up. Do you buy that? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. They expect lounges. So, uh, you know, they expect all this stuff because that's the way they were raised. So basically, my and I, I accept it, but my argument is invalid. That college admissions they're dropping because of. I think the, it's a combination. Of I both. would love to believe that college admissions are dropping because young people are becoming aware of what folly it is. But I, I can't get there. That's not. 
Well, then, unfortunately, it gives them an argument saying college is too expensive. We have to pay for tuition. Mm -hmm. I would do more bartering if I was a candidate about to go to a college. I'd say, what do you charge here? I don't think you can do that. 30 grand a year. Well, I'll give you 25. Right. You know, so keep your books. Yeah. I don't uh, I don't believe that's uh, I better work sometimes. Why don't we come back with Johnny? Right. How about first? Yeah. I welcome back our dear friends at Mosquito Shield. Nice. Joe, you remember our friends at Mosquito yes. Shield, it's do you not? Skeeter season. Yeah. It certainly is. And I got to tell you, I'm excited because uh, we just moved, as a lot of people know. And I want to introduce you once again to Ray and Mike. They are the father and son team who own and operate two franchises here in the Twin Cities. And they've been at it for a while now. Uh, getting rid of mosquitoes and ticks is their expertise, not like some other pest control companies that also spray for bugs. These guys focus on the mosquitoes and ticks only. It's been a wet spring right now. I have a feeling it's going to be Skeeter season any time now. And here's why it's important. They use a proprietary blend that is specifically formulated to rid your yard of mosquitoes and ticks. It was invented by the founder of Mosquito Shield, and it is used exclusively by the company. You cannot go and buy it on the shelf. They're going to take great care of you and your yard all season long. They typically come out every 10 to 17 days for an application, doing so until the mosquitoes and ticks go dormant, which is usually the end of September or the start of October. They are fantastic, and it works. I am a customer and a satisfied customer of Mosquito Shield. Here's how you get in touch with them. You can find them online at moshield.com. Joe, you do not use the dash. It's Is it mo-shield? Mo nope, moshield.com. That's moshield.com. And click on the locations in Minnesota, and you're going to find them. Or just give them a call directly today, 612-619-1556. That's 612-619-1556, moshield.com. Please let them know that you heard about it right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Truth, justice, and the suture. Okay, I've got to talk to you customers that just signed up with ProTurf. Um, or if you've been a customer in the past, ProTurf, they take great pride in their work. So if you're already on the schedule, part of the route, you're getting three to five treatments a year, and you see something that you don't think is right, or if you have questions, get on the horn, jump on the web, and a ProTurf tech, they'll swing by and see what's up and make it all better. Here's here's my story. and probably shouldn't admit this, but here's what happened. The roommate, once or twice during the years we lived in Minneapolis, would come in yakking about something she saw in the yard. My reaction would be, yeah, not my problem. Uh, and sometimes I actually told her, oh, don't worry, I'll call them and they'll come by. But I never did. I always just waited for ProTurf because they're going to show <laughs> up again eventually. They're going to throw down a summer treatment or a fall treatment, and whatever issue you think or she thought she saw will be resolved. It'll be gone. That's how it works with ProTurf, the best lawn on the block. So if you haven't signed up and you're wary, oh, my goodness, don't be. They're a Minnesota-grown lawn care company for the last over 40 years, and all the issues you see now will be resolved. No dandelions, broadleaf, crabby weeds, all that crap, gone. Uh, and it starts right away with your first spring application. The slow-release, long-term fertilizers, going to green it up. Professionalturf.com is the place to go. And, by the way, if you need any landscape work done or sprinkler work, because 
the key, one of the keys to a healthy lawn is watering it and watering it all the time. That's where this irrigation system comes into play. If you already have one or if you want one installed, ProTurf can handle it, commercial or residential. Um, they do it all, and they're the best. Professionalturf.com. London, Madrid, Bangkok, <laughs> Moscow, the Twin Cities. From the four corners of the world, from the news capitals at home and abroad, the day's headlines brought into focus the issues and events that shape our time. Garage Logic, the information beacon of Minnesota, presents the John Hyde News Experience. An up to the minute commentary the from one of journalism's done. most trusted voices, five time winner of the Gopher Newshawk Award. Now, with all the news fit to broadcast, Here's John Height. Trim it up, baby. Here's John Height. Should have had him add, when news breaks, John fixes it. That's right. <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> this update brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. One sports note uh, before we get to news. All-important game five tonight for the Wild. Their best of seven playoff series with St. Louis. Thank God the it's series. on at midnight. Yeah, the series tied at two games apiece at Excel Energy Center. And as Chris said, it's a late start again. 8.30, and it'll probably be later Did than that. Did Colorado obviously. win last night? Yes. Well, yes. then they're resting already. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like they needed it. Yeah. I think, In, I, I forget who it was, but there was a national pundit that said whoever basically plays Colorado, they're wasting a week yeah. in the opening series. <laughs> oh, That's how good they are. Uh, in news, uh, I just saw an update to this story, so let me do this on the fly if I could. That shooting of the 17-year-old boy in South St. Paul, they have now made an arrest. Mm-hmm. Uh, police made an arrest this morning. On Monday, the teen was identified by family and friends as Anthony Skelly of South St. Paul. Officers responded to a shots fired report in the 1900 block of Conver Avenue around 10.42 p.m. Found Skelly lying in the road with gunshot wounds to his upper torso. South St. Paul police have uh, yet to release any additional details about the case, although they have announced they did make an arrest this morning. The Anoka Hennepin School Board will appoint a temporary leader in June and mount a national search to replace Superintendent David Law. Law announced his departure for the Minnetonka District in mid-April. The board on Monday decided to embark on a year-long process to find a new top administrator uh, for Minnesota's largest school district rather than trying to replace law by September. Well, some board members professed they would prefer a shorter timeline. They also acknowledged it left less time for the district to provide ample opportunities for the community to weigh in on the superintendent search. Longtime attorney Jarvis Jones has announced he'll run for Hennepin County attorney. He says in an effort to reduce crime and build a trusting relationship with the community, the 63-year-old Jones is the seventh candidate to join the field vying to take the place of Mike Freeman. Freeman is stepping down after more than 20 years in the office. Jones has worked as a lawyer for over 30 years. He was the first African-American president of the Hennepin County Bar Association and president of the Minnesota State Bar Association. He became an investor in 2016, said he feels an obligation to return to law and run for this position. He says if voted in as a prosecutor, he would make uh, he would be tough on crime and also work to make systemic changes to make the justice system more fair for people of color, citing the Minnesota Department of Human Rights report, which said Minneapolis police engaged in a pattern of illegal racial discrimination. Jones said he would work to rebuild trust with the public. 
Uh, as you talked about earlier, Joe, a baby formula shortage is concerning parents across the country. Forty percent of the baby formula stock in the U.S. is out of stock by April and attributed to supply chain issues and a voluntary recall of three of the most popular brands, Similac, Alimentum, and Elecare. The White House addressed the issue on Monday, saying the FDA is working with formula manufacturers to try to help increase production. Doctors are encouraging parents to reach out for help if they can't find formula. Dr. Gigi Chawla is the chief of general pediatrics at Children's Minnesota. Uh, she advises parents that they can switch to a different brand of formula if their primary choice isn't available. She says most of the formulas have essentially the same composition. She said it might not be your first choice or first preference, but it's better than any of the other options for babies. She also warns parents against watering down formula to make it stretch so further. answer me uh, this. Formula is different than that mushy baby food, right? right? Yes, correct. This is a substitute for breast milk. Well, why can't we just whip up some of our own? That's really recommended not to be done. Also, I saw a warning <clears throat> online. Don't do this at home. A little skim milk. No, throw, do not try this at some, home. Toss in some peas, no. some baby aspirin. No. And no. in addition no. to that, Maybe also, a laxative do, or two. they're urging people do not go to the secondary market. You know, if you see somebody on Facebook Marketplace that says, well, we, our kids are grown now, no. don't buy no. that crap either. No. What no. is wrong with you? Be I'm going to start my own baby food company. Good. I hope you have great success, you <laughs> moron. You got pumpkin wow. and peas and pickles. Dead muskrat. Pickles. Pickles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sounds yeah. good. Try you this here all. muskrat <laughs> formula. Oli's Oli's baby food. Yeah. Step right up, suckers. The U.S. intelligence community thinks that Russian President Vladimir Putin's war in Ukraine is likely to become, in their words, more unpredictable and will escalate in the oh, coming months. That, according to the nation's months. director of national intelligence, Ugh. he talked with Congress this morning. Director of national intelligence Averill Haynes painted a grim and uncertain picture of the next phase of Putin's two-month-old invasion. She told the Senate Armed Services Committee it'll be difficult to predict in part because Putin faces a, mit a mismatch between his ambitions and Russia's current conventional military capabilities. Meanwhile, numerous countries are reopening their embassies in Kyiv. The Greek foreign ministry announced on Tuesday that its embassy there will resume operations. According to the statement, as of now, the embassy will work only with key staff. The reopening is the latest in a number of planned reopening announcements from multiple countries, including the U.K., France, Spain, Italy, Sweden, and South Korea. On Sunday, acting U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine, Kristina Kvien, and a group of U.S. diplomats returned to the embassy in Kyiv for the first time since the war began back in February. Mitch Rapp. Where is he when we need him? Let's go here. Let's kill that some bitch. Boy, would that be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Authorities in Alabama are getting ready to begin the process of extraditing murder suspect and convicted felon Casey White back to Lauderdale County after he and the corrections officer who allegedly helped him escape jail were captured in Indiana on Monday. Uh, the female corrections officer ended up shooting herself and is dead. Wait, what, what? Really? You're kidding me. Wait, start mm -hmm. this whole story over. Well, what? The coppers think he shot her, John. Do they? Yeah. The, the yeah. stories I was, I was trying to look for that this yeah. morning. But uh, uh, Lauderdale County Sheriff Rick Singleton told Fox News Digital that they hope to get him back in Alabama in the next couple of days. 
Singleton saying there's an extradition process. He obviously has the option to waive that, but if he elects not to, then we'll have to initiate that process through the governor's office. That can take several days, up to a few weeks. Oh. Casey White and Vicki White, the Alabama corrections officer who allegedly walked the felon out of the Lauderdale County Jail last month, were captured by U.S. Marshals Fugitive Task Force in Evansville, Indiana, after a high-speed chase that ended in a car wreck. Vicki White died Monday night after, well, we don't know, after either being shot by him or shooting herself in the head following the car, uh, following the crash and uh, oh. the chase. That according to oh. Vandenberg County Sheriff Dave Wedding, whose deputies helped the marshals in the case. She was 56 years old. She was the assistant director of corrections at the Lauderdale County Detention Center. Allegedly took part in the jailhouse escape on the day she was set to retire. She had worked as a corrections officer for nearly 17 years and was a former employee of the year at the jail. I never was able to establish, did she walk out on a husband and kids? Do we know? I can't find that. That I don't know. I do not know. What what attracted her to this loud, I wonder? I don't know. A House subcommittee will hold a hearing next week about UFOs. The first open congressional hearing about UFOs in more than 50 years. I'm glad I didn't look up again. Congress has held a... <laughs> Congress has held a public hearing on unidentified aerial phenomena in, uh, you know, has not held, I'm sorry, in 50 years, according to Andre Carson, Democrat from Indiana. He said that'll change next week when I lead a hearing in House Intel on this topic and the national security risk it poses. The hearing will be held Tuesday, May 17th in front of a subcommittee of the House Intelligence Committee. Uh, the chairman of that committee is Representative Adam Schiff. He told the New York Times the committee is holding the series to explore one of the great mysteries of our time and to break the cycle of excessive secrecy and speculation with truth and transparency. Two current Pentagon officials will testify at the hearing after the New York Times published an article about the existence of a Pentagon UFO project called the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Back in 2017, government disclosures about UFOs have come repeatedly. Last year, the Pentagon released a report about its UFO program that detailed 143 sightings of aerial objects that could not be explained between the years 2004 and 2021. I don't think this is much as a, a surprise. A new study finds avoiding social media platforms for just one week significantly improves a person's well-being and lowers levels of anxiety no. and depression. So awesome. It's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Team from the University of Bath found that social media users can sometimes spend up to nine hours on their favorite platforms in a single week. That includes Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Previous studies have found conflicting data when it comes to the benefits and harms of social media. While some reports have disputed claims that social media is addictive, others have noted up to 50 harmful effects of constantly browsing the platforms. To find out what happens when someone detoxes from social media, study authors gathered 154 people between the ages of 18 and 72 who all use social media daily. On average, those people spend around eight hours of week uh, in a week browsing various social platforms. After one week of normal use, the team randomly split the participants into one of two groups, one who used social media as normal and others who avoided it for one week. And guess what? Not surprising. It felt better. Much you know better the people that didn't use it. You know who's super obsessed with it? Hmm. Judley. Judd is. Oh, really? God, he's on all the different platforms. Hmm. 
nonstop oh. all day long. Yeah. And he's of, drinking on oh, him, too. He's, he's really drinking pounding the, Yeah, he's pounding the Surleys. I believe that Surly is a sponsor of his. Well, that's the way to do it. Yeah. If you're going to drink all the time, you got to get yourself a sponsor. Because when I saw that, I said, hey, uh, how about a little, you know, something What's for the he, effort he, here. He tweets out drinking? Yeah. Well, Surly sponsors his well, hockey yeah, well, show. Well, he's got the right sponsor, though. What, yeah, I, need, go. what <laughs> I need Judd to do is open up a separate account just for hockey. Because I don't want to see anything about football or baseball or soccer. I just want Judd talking hockey. I thought they just were top t- top ten in hockey shows. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. hockey, just hockey. Yeah, but his social He's talking accounts. about his oh. social media. Yeah, yeah sometimes sure. he talks about the baseball and the football. The, well, the let me ask you guys this, because I know the, the answer for Joe. Yeah. But when we're done with the show on Friday afternoon, when's the next time you pick up a newspaper? Or go online and read something. What newspaper, what I do is I buy them over the weekend and I read them on, on Monday, Monday morning. Yeah, yeah. okay. And yeah. social, I go to my fun page and I usually don't look at the traffic stuff. Yeah. I try not to. Okay. I like to read the paper every morning, sorry. Saturday, Joe, papers, you're like are, that Saturday papers are my favorite. The, Wall, the Saturday Wall Street Journal is the best paper of the week. The uh, review uh, section in there yeah. is my favorite yeah. part of the week. And no. uh, based on you saying that, that's why I've started, you know, uh, about six months ago, I started buying the weekend papers, but I'm not reading them on the weekend. No oh, I look forward to it. Nope, nope. Speaking of social media... Elon Musk said that if his deal to buy Twitter closes, he will reverse the permanent ban and let former President Trump back onto the social network. I'm sure that won't spark any outrage. He said, quote, I do think it was not correct to ban Donald Trump. I think that was a mistake because it alienated a large part of the country and did not ultimately result in Donald Trump not having a voice. Twitter, along with other platforms, including Facebook, barred Trump from tweeting in the wake of the January 6th attack on U.S. Capitol. Twitter said at the time that Trump had violated policies and risked inciting violence among his supporters, Facebook banning Trump for similar reasons. Musk is in the process of trying to finish up a $44 billion takeover bid for Twitter, which accepted the billionaire's offer for the social network last month. The acquisition is expected to close, if it closes, over the next three to six months. South Carolina today, this, uh, I'd like your guys' opinion on this. This strikes me as, as weird. South Carolina, they have closed state offices today. Why? It's Confederate Memorial Day. Ooh. I'm surprised they still do that. Every year, May 10th. Well, they only started in the year 2000, (laughs) which is really... That's odd, isn't it? Yeah. South Carolina Carolina is among a handful of states in the South that has that official holiday. Uh, And I I don't want to say not surprisingly, because I'll get mail, but not surprisingly, Alabama and Mississippi also have a Confederate Memorial Day. Uh, They celebrated theirs late last month. What do you do? Do you grill? Are they not supposed to acknowledge what happened? You've all driven around the South, haven't you? Mm -hmm. Yes. Every other mile, there's another battlefield. Mm -hmm. I mean, this Mm -hmm. all played out right there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you just not acknowledge it? Well, but you, John is reporting that they are, in fact, acknowledging it. Is that how you acknowledge it? Though? Well, I don't know, John. That's South Carolina. Might I throw a out a theory, situation. John, to, to help you? Is this sure, just a case Chris. of it was already established and these people are saying, well, we're going to get paid not to work. Let's just go with it. You think Probably. That's like I said, it started in 2000, so it's not like it's 
an old. Uh, but what I'm saying is, who who's the politician that's going to stand up and say, "No, I think we should be working today." <laughs> well, you'd think there would be some who would use that as well, a you, you means would. to signal their virtue. Are, are they commemorating all the the death and the senseless loss of life and the blood spilled, or are they commemorating? How much they really love slavery and they wish it was back. I don't think they're commemorating their love of slavery. I, I think, think it's your maybe first answer. Yeah. But well, I I think they may be celebrating the Confederacy. I I yeah. I, I'm not I don't sure know. I Have you been that. there, John? Yeah, I, I'm not. serious. I'm not. I'm it, not. No, I'm this not. This isn't hyperbole. There's a battlefield around every other corner, and they're all sure. really eerie. It's it's. I know I'm Joe hates the word, are. but it's spooky. The. Uh, well, okay. It might be part of the same argument I, I have with Confederate statues. I never quite understood that either. So, Oops. What? <laughs> oh, I get it. Thank it you. It took me a minute, so, but I got it. Thank you. The car has got I've been to Gettysburg a few times, and I, I believe both sides had statues there. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Suddenly, okay. I don't I'll care. Just... I, I just <laughs> I'll pass right along now. I understood story. their point more after I started going to Civil War battlefields in the South, and then it's like, okay, I, I get it, um, but I don't, I don't know. I'm saving that from Joe. Well, what the hell with them? I don't care. I don't care. What the hell with them? That's kind of my whole thing in the last three weeks or so about uh, yeah. you know news in general. Bleep so. it. <laughs> Apple is discontinuing the iPod Touch, huh? Last version of the portable music player, it still sells. Oh. I was going to say, I, who who's buying it? Is that like a Walkman? Remember those things? Oh, yeah. They're about the size of a <laughs> dictionary. Yeah. You the put it on your belt and your pants fall down. <laughs> now the last ones were just like this, little clip-ons. Yeah. The last, uh, I got a couple of those. The announcement ends an era of digital music that Apple kicked off when it first introduced the iPod in 2001, boasting of its ability to hold up to 1,000 CD-quality songs into an ultra-portable six-and-a-half-ounce design that fit in your pocket. While the first version of the iPod Touch, which more closely resembles the iPhone, was introduced in 2007, the latest version introduced in 2019. Uh, with the latest, now, I, I hadn't had one this new. You could apparently send iMessages, too, and place FaceTime calls. But uh, the iPod Touch will be available while supplies last. Well, but when they're gone, they're gone. Well, you can also do that with your cell phone. Well, the CP has sure a watch my, uh, that allows her to take telephone calls. Oh, yeah. My wife so, does the same uh, thing. Joe, do you ever do FaceTime? No. That's not true. You well, have, I, I've done it. I don't yeah. routinely do it. I mean, if a kid calls me, I'll look at him. Mm-hmm. You know, I talk doing? to him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That'd be fun to see. The yeah. best is when Ricey butt dials you while doing FaceTime. Yeah. 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 He has done that to me on occasion. I've had a family member do that. I am too. walking and talking to somebody else, and you can see the inside pocket of my jeans. <laughs> see, I've got great news about Friday the 13th. Oh? This Friday is a Friday the 13th. Sure, yeah. It but is. the yeah. legend in the quarry will be open at Giant's oh, Ridge. Oh, fantastic. Spring has come to the great uh, Northland at Giant's Ridge, home to the greatest golf value in Minnesota golf, the legend in the quarry. The courses are open this Friday. Uh, they'll have a beginning uh, June 29, I'm sorry, beginning June 4 uh, to August 29, a 37-hole special, play the legend in the quarry. That's just 36 holes of Minnesota's best golf. That's all that is. With one incredible raid and lunch on them at the Wakuda Grill, 
between rounds. Uh, the lake view there is one of the finest and most peaceful overlooks in all of northern Minnesota, and that's when you throw away your social media. Don't even bring it with you. You throw you it away. You sit there and love the love the nature. You can see that with uh, 3D course flyovers of the legend in the quarry at giantsridge.com. <clears throat> I'm, I'm really considering it to be a family vacation destination because there's hiking and water recreation and nature trails and uh, dining and lodging the uh, newest and largest lift-served mountain bike park in the Midwest. What a fantastic destination. Book tea times online at giantsridge.com or by calling 218-865-8030. Uh, just ch- the array of just the mountain biking alone is incredible, uh, and you're dealing with two of the best golf courses in the country with the Legend and the Quarry opening this Friday. I don't have this. Dude. Oh, yeah. Here's a guy that's got a bleeping tea time. Joe Suchere. <laughs> Try St. Bobcat. They've got shops in Burnsville, Little Canada, and Hudson featuring many, many brands, including our very own Toro, based out of Bloomington. They've been around these parts since 1914 and 1919, invented the very first mechanized mower for Minicata in Minneapolis. That's how influential they've been. And today, Toro makes the most comfortable productive zero-turn mower on the market. If you have a big lot or you've got a lot of acreage, it's going to shave hours off your mowing time. Hours. Look around. There's a reason why people are on Toro. You're going to see Toro zero turns on uh, golf courses, parks, ball fields, lawn companies. Why? They're fast, they're reliable, and they're very efficient. The Toro MyRide suspension takes all the ache out of the big acreage. They are comfortable. You don't get off that thing with a backache. The massive rear tires, amazing traction. The powerful engine, this is what I love about Toro. This powerful engine means you're now going to be able to mow back and forth and not clog the deck. Uh, And these decks, oh, Iron Forge, seriously strong, giving us reliability for years. So if you've been sitting on one of these traditional mowers for years, wasting hours and hours, mowing circles around your yard, I'm asking you, uh, uh, check out the full line of Toro. You can do that at toro.com slash zero turn. Seriously, imagine just blasting back and forth. I call it straight line mowing. You straight line mow everything. You zip around obstacles and trees. It's no big deal. It really does change your life. No wonder Toro cuts 70% of the grass on the planet. Uh, that again, Toro.com slash zero turn. As for Tri-State Bobcat, oh, these guys, gals, the GLers at Tri-State, they're giving us, selling us some of the best tools and equipments ever made to make the work fun and a whole lot easier. So many brands on hand. Uh, of course, Bobcat, Steel, Steel, Toro, Bandit, cargo trailers, dump box trailers. They have it all, and better yet, you can rent it. Find out what every contractor in the Twin Cities already knows. Tri-State Bobcat is the only place you need to go. Three shops, Burnsville, Little Canada, and Hudson, and on the web, tristatebobcat.com. The bears are getting closer. We now have a black bear spotted in St. Louis Park. Really? Oh, it probably came up from the river. Sure. (laughs) Judy Hausman could not believe she saw a black bear on her surveillance camera walking through her yard Sunday night. 
The St. Louis Park resident received a notification on her phone that her security camera had picked up movement at around 10.09 p.m. By the time she got to a window, she estimated uh, the estimated 300-pound bear had disappeared. I showed it to my husband, and neither one of us could believe what we were seeing. She said it basically started to make one path through the yard, then it turned around and went back a ways and turned around again and continued. The couple reported the bear to local coppers in the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources. Houseman said she had never seen a bear even at her cabin up north, not to mention in her Cedar Manor neighborhood. I've never seen a bear in real life, she said. To see one walking through St. Louis Park is crazy. That's close. We interrupt this program this is a bear to update. you a bulletin concerning the bear in Central City. Shelly Stone Park has turned into a city. Hold it, bear! Hey, look at that bear up there! Somebody got their fur coat on a bear up there! All right, look out! Come back here, bear! Don't be afraid, bear. Move this way. Give me your paw. What did you do that for? I that's, didn't buy them. That's a lion. Mm-hmm. It's not a bear. <laughs> Only because they come to us. Thank you. We, uh, oh, we... wait, really quick. Did you guys see, we were all tagged in this on social media. There is a woman in a, I don't know if it's a deer stand or whatever, and a bear is attempting to climb it up. He's a foot from her. Right. She's saying, don't you come up here now. Oh. You go down now. I'm thinking, he's, he's about to rip your leg off, lady. Was it a grizzly or a black bear? I think it was a black bear. Well, they're as close as St. Louis Park, folks. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't go to uh, St. Paul since you guys have... uh, We've had one as close as St. Agnes Church in the Midway, Frogtown. Hmm. Came for high mass, I think, one noon. (laughs) (laughs) Only because they come to us all the way from Eden Prairie, Minnesota, the temporary resting spot of the traveling Lymans, was on this day... uh, May 10th. In uh, 1902... But the St. Saint Paul Saints minor league baseball team beat the Indianapolis Indians four to nothing in the first uh, uh, game at Lexington Park. Uh, on this day in 1941, Charles Lindbergh was the featured speaker at a large America First rally in Minneapolis. And uh, on this day in 1823, the Virginia was the first steamboat to reach Fort St. Anthony, later Fort Snelling. Uh, but the printer cut off a lot of uh, typing on this because I couldn't print this at home. My, I am having somebody named Giacomo uh, Beltrami was involved with that. I bet that's where you get the name of Beltrami County. Good point. He's, he's an Italian adventurer. I'm looking at it right now. 729 mile trip, Joe. From where days. to where? Uh, from St. Louis to uh, Fort uh, St. Anthony. Oh boy, later Fort Snelling. And then uh, on this day in 2000, St. Augusta Township in rural Stearns County became the city of Ventura. Uh, and they named it for Governor Ventura as part of a political strategy. I don't know what the strategy was because the printer cut off the margin. Uh, and, uh, well, to prevent annexation, Joe, attempts oh. by St. Cloud. They didn't want to be annexed by St. Cloud, which is the county seat. And I didn't get this day in history from the traveling Lyman. So see if you sports guys can come up with this. This is the photo you talked this, about earlier. This is the anniversary of one of the most famous photos in all of sports history that was snapped on this day, May 10th, 1970. Seventy. I'm going to go with the, uh, because you always bring this one up, the Bobby Clark photo. Nope, Bobby Orr. Nope. 
Okay. Uh, Bobby Orr. Bobby Orr. 1970. Uh, May 10th, 1970. Four seconds into overtime of Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Final, and Boston did sweep St. Louis four games to nothing. Boston Bruins star Bobby Orr slipped the winning goal past St. Louis Blues goaltender Glenn Hall. After scoring, Orr leaps into the air before landing flat and sliding into his teammates' embrace. The famous celebration is immortalized by Boston record American photographer Ray Lucier, whose image of the soaring oar is one of the most famous sports uh, photographs of all well, time. Wait a minute, John, you said the wrong name, but I think you were right. But, but I had the same picture in mind, yes. Yeah, so that's what I, was, I think this is exactly what you were thinking of. You picture. just said the wrong guy. Well, yeah, or is out horizontally almost as though he's on top he, yes. of an invisible he looks magic like he's carpet. Flying. Yeah, it looks yeah, like, he looks he's, like flying. he's flying. That's the picture I had in mind. In going for the goal, goal or a defenseman made an ultra-aggressive play that could have left the Bruins susceptible against a counterattack. Bruins defenseman Derek Sanderson, who assisted on the goal, recalled it in Eric Zwieg's 2010 book, 20 Greatest Hockey Goals. Derek Sanderson, I, to my recollection, was not a defenseman. Uh, and, and it's, Fact-based. I'm on Sanderson it. said, did you see the way Orr gambled and start that play? No other defenseman would have risked so much in an overtime game. But for Orr, with his natural talent and great anticipation, it was no gamble. Uh, Hall, Glenn Hall, who was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 1975, joked that he was out of the shower and dried off before Bobby hit the ice. In a 2017 <laughs> interview with NHL.com, Hall said he ranked Orr in a tie with Gordy Howe as the greatest player in NHL history. Derek Michael Sanderson, nicknamed Turk, mm-hmm. is a Canadian former professional ice hockey center and two-time Stanley Cup champion. He set up the epic goal scored by Bobby Orr that clinched the 70 Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, but he at, was a forward. I don't think he was a defenseman. Well, it said, I just said center. Yeah, good. Uh, by the way, at six foot five, one hundred eighty-five pounds, he carved out a niche as one of the premier penalty killers in NHL history. So, you know, is, uh, is he kind of a goofball? Oh, he was a wild, wild. There's, yeah, there's a picture of him like this with a cigarette hanging out. Of sharp his mouth. women, sharp clothes, sharp cars. Yeah. And a short career. <laughs> the, uh, but Orr had a short career too, because Orr would be uh, Tony Oliva-like pre the. Tremendous improvements made in knee surgeries. Uh-huh. He was a he was in the NHL for twelve years, nine time All Star, two Stanley Cups, led the league in assists five times and in points twice. He went into the Hockey Hall of Fame in nineteen seventy nine, and the guy who took that famous picture, Lucier, died in nineteen ninety one at age fifty nine. Hmm. One of the hmm. greatest pictures in all of sports. Do you have that somewhere? I don't. I have Maurice Richard embracing a cup I've after seen a Stanley one. Cup win. Yeah. I don't have the Flying Bobby Orr. How I, is that possible? I, that's a good question. I should have the Flying Bobby that's Orr. A, that's right up your alley for the Sushri Garage. It is. One more thing I wouldn't be able to get rid of. Yeah, that's true. Let's start that conversation. Say we were talking to Tim Bloom, and it turns out that because of uh, uh, some uh, some rain problems at the site of the new EcoFund Motorsports, the parking lot won't be completed until next week. Right. So the moving sale continues. I've been on the website looking at those golf carts. They're just extraordinary. You need to get one of those oh, golf they carts. They are very cool. Uh, the, all the uh, e-bikes are on sale. There's 25 different types of e-bikes in stock. It's the scooter capital of the state. Those 49cc gas scooters on sale for $12.99. You will make that back at the pump before the summer's over. 
I'm not kidding. That's, that's a good point. That's 110 miles to the gallon to run your urban errands. Uh, youth ATVs and dirt bikes in stock. Uh, just that Crossfire 200 fuel-injected golf cart. Great for the cabin, the campground, or larger properties. If I bought one of those golf carts and went See, down, to the, the property went down to the Jordan Festival, think of how much banana bread I could buy. Well, plus they have <laughs> lights and a horn, blinkers, taillights. Yes, yes. Uh, five colors to choose from, sixty nine ninety nine. Uh, boy, I tell you what, the selection is great. They they don't want to have to move it down the road, so get in there and take advantage of this. Pick up a free GL T shirt with every vehicle purchase. That's EcoFun Motorsports. It remains in its original location for now on Highway sixty one in downtown Forest Lake. Thank you. Do you have a prediction for us for this evening's contest? Oh, oh no. I do. Uh, the Wild will take it back to St. Louis, up three games to two. Okay. And we'll all be in bed by the second period yep. tonight. <laughs> Thank you, GLers. GLers, do us a favor and join the thousands of subscribers on the Garage Logic YouTube page, where we are posting daily content for your enjoyment. You can also follow us along and up your stress level on all of our social media channels. That's right, we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget to download the PodMN app if you haven't done so already, where just by listening to Garage Logic, you, yes, you are going to have the chance to win prizes just by listening. Yeah. We'll do this again tomorrow. Just think, the Stanley Cup was over on May 10th, 1970. <laughs> and we're not even out of the first round yet. Not even out of the first round, it's May 10th. It is that time once again here in Garage Logic where we pick up that phone and we make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again. And now is absolutely the time for you to do the same, GLers, for that free 48 minute financial consultation by doing just what I did. Pick up that phone and call 952 925 5608. That number, once again, is 952 925 5608. You call that number and you get Josh. And you're also going to get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar coat. Advice and Josh is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic. And Josh, the selling pressure is on right now, isn't it? For days, for a week, we've had many for months, we've had tremendous amount of selling pressure with the market down significantly, measured by every indice year to date. Indeed, it is the worst start ever for the market in the NASDAQ, the S&P, the Dow, and the Russell. The market seems to be moved by the direction of the 10-year bond, now right around 3%. If the bond goes above that 3%, the market seems to sell off. The bond goes below that 3%, we get a little bit of a rally in stocks, and the rallies are being sold rather than bought. Right now, 75% of the NASDAQ is down for the year. 20% or more, all bear market territory. Those companies that have had extreme difficulty in earning any money, they might have sales, but they were selling at extremely high price-to-sales ratios, reminiscent of former high-flying areas, notably the dot-com era, when companies were valued on click. These types of companies typically seen as innovative technologies, whether they were in the technology business or whether they were in the taxi cab business, have sold off. Today, 
company that was in online lending called Upstart and online insurance reported earnings. Stock dropped over 40% on the news. Lo and behold, yep, they're a technology company. Initially, they were valued as a technology company, but in reality, they were a lender. And lenders, investors discovered, hold on to assets. They hold on to the loans. They didn't sell off the loans. And Upstart, like many other financial institutions that have been hurt this year, including banks, which are a sector that I avoid, got hit very hard. It's not a technology company. It was a lender. Similarly, a firm, another high flyer that would lend money to people who were making smaller purchases, what I used to call layaway, but again, acted as a lender masquerading as a technology company. Stock has been hit exceedingly hard. These are not companies that were able to generate any profits. So these are the companies that are leading on the downside and are probably companies you wouldn't want to invest in even now that they are down. On the other hand, favorite Amazon is now trading where it was prior to the pandemic. The company is valued only right now on its Amazon Web Services business. You're buying the stock here at 21.50, just gets the Amazon Web Services as the value, everything else is free. Amazon is not going to be going out of business. Yes, they got to reduce their headcount. And yes, they'll probably reduce their real estate spend. They will be in business. The price might drop. But to me, this is a bargain price. There are other companies that have been down significantly that have been leaders in the past. You have Microsoft. They're not going out of business. They're down 20% year to date. Favorite Apple? Well, there are many people waiting for Apple to collapse, and that would signal the end of the sell-off. I don't think so, but I'm still a buyer of Apple, down 15% for the year with plenty of firepower. These types of stocks, as examples, Amazon, Microsoft, and Apple are trading at discounts. They do look attractive, not to say they can't go down more, but if you are looking to add to a portfolio or put these in your portfolio, now would be the time to start buying because the upside is pretty good. Unless, of course, you're only looking at tomorrow or going forward. The rest of the week, well, there's still concerns about the CPI number, which comes out tomorrow. And we have a lot of Fed talk today. One thing I did find interesting was testimony by Secretary of the Treasury, Janet Yellen, before the Senate Banking Committee and some of her comments on what constituted you know, significant risks to the economy and the b- banking system. And her biggest risk when questioned whether cybersecurity would be a bigger risk or cyber threats would be a bigger risk to the financial system or climate change, she chose climate change. Uh, I find that a little bit naive in the current system. If you have cyber threats that can bring down any part of the grid, any part of the financial system, quite frankly, that's a bigger risk to the, uh, to the economy than climate change. But that's just my humble opinion. Very good, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him. Now's the time to pick up the phone and make that call for that free. Yes, I said free. 48-minute financial consultation with the volatile times that we're in right now. So pick up that phone and make that call to 952-925-5. 
888-528-5608. Straight talk, never sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll do this again on Thursday. You got a deal. Thanks, Chris. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.